0: Hello, preppers. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Don't forget to go to YouTube under the same name, Survival Defense Tactics. Hit like and subscribe, and share if you must. Today's episode is titled Sor- Storm Season is Coming. You might want to get you a pen and paper handy before we get started on this. That way you can write a few things down just in case you forgot. While you're doing that, I want to give a big shout out to our Sponsor for the day, TempCast.com, masonry heating at its best. Uh, you guys really need to look this up, TempCast.com, T-E-M-P-Cast.com. It's a amazing, amazing way to heat your home. It's essentially a fireplace, but it's not steel and it's not totally brick either. It's masonry, and it absorbs heat from the fire, and continues to distribute it. The way I understand it, it requires less wood than a traditional fireplace. And some of the models even have little ovens on top, where you can bake a loaf of bread, bake a pizza, so on and so on. I say bake; I should say cook. But uh, I've spoke with the owner, Patrick. Super nice guy, highly intelligent. He definitely knows his business. And he's been doing this for quite a few years. Uh, No matter what size your house is, no matter what your layout is, I'd be willing to bet they have a model that's right for you. And they are kind of Lincoln Log in nature. They send it to you, you build it, and it's pretty amazing. So like I said, tempcast.com. doing my best to sound like an old hound dog. All right, storm season is coming. If you've got your pen and paper handy, I hope you do. There's a list of things I want to go over with you before the spring storm season hits. Hopefully, wherever you are listening to this, it hasn't already hit, but it's going to here in Southwest, okie dokie. So if you're in this area, you might want to write a few things down. Uh, Obviously you're gonna want a flashlight with new batteries and extra batteries just to be safe. And of course, once again, these are things you really need to double check before it's too late. Uh, If your plan is not to use flashlight or batteries, what about candles and matches? Do you have plenty of candles? Do you have plenty of matches or lighters or a way to get the candles lit? And anything from a, a tea light candle all the way to a pillar type candle Whatever it is that your your needs are and however you intend to do it. Next thing on the list, I highly recommend if you don't have one, you need to get one. It is a Storm Sentry Weather Radio. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a wireless radio. It sits on your your desk, you mount it to the wall. It's got an AC adapter, you plug it in, it also has battery backup. The emergency broadcast system, when they issue an alert for severe weather or hurricanes, you know, whatever it is, wherever you're at, whatever your primary uh, anomaly is, when they issue that alert, it sets off the weather sentry. So unlike an FM radio, this thing doesn't run continually making noise. It's quiet. And then when the emergency broadcast services or your local NOAA weather radio station sends out a weather alert, Then your radio goes off, lets you know when, where, how bad, so on and so on. With that radio, like I said, it does have an AC adapter with them, almost all of them do. Uh, Almost every single one of them is battery operated in the event of a power failure. This is the model you want. That weather Sentry will do you no good whatsoever if you do not have batteries in it and you lose power. Because once you lose power, you lose ability to get more updates if the storm is going to get more severe or maybe it's finally passed and it's safe to, you know, come out. Here's the thing. If you have a storm cellar above ground, below ground, I I don't care as long as you've got a storm cellar. Do you have plenty of seating, places for people to sit? And with that, is it just you and your family or do you have neighbors that come by, you know, that you've allowed access to your storm cellar in the event of severe weather? Do you have folding chairs, camp chairs, bench seating, a place for everybody to sit? Because if you're going to be down there for a while, having to stand up all the time or sit on a cold concrete floor or a metal floor, that's going to be miserable. Next item on the list, do you have a place for your pets? Now, if you're like we are, we take our pets to the cellar when we go. Uh, We have three dogs everywhere from 100 pounds down to 5 pounds. So is there enough room in there for your pets? And if so, where are they? Are they in the middle of the floor or under your feet? Are they under your chairs? Just however, do you have a place for them? And with that pet topic, do you have a place for them to lay? Do you have like pet bedding down there for them or a blanket they can lay on so they can stay off the cold floor? Uh, also, they're going to need food and water. If you're down there for any length of time, you might keep you some dog food bowls. Uh. 30, 40-pound bag of dog food, whatever, and plenty of drinking water for them. Next thing to consider, is your cellar big enough to sleep in? If it is, do you have cots, like folding camp cots? And yet again, this depends upon the occupancy that you intend to have in your cellar at one time. If it's you and your wife, you've got two chairs, two cots, and enough doggy beds for your pets, you're probably good to go. Is your cellar big enough that 12 people can sit in it, but then there's no place for anybody to sleep? These are all things considered, of course time, money, I understand, uh, restrictions on how many people you can fit, so on, so on. I completely understand. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty for not having a big enough cellar. Just are you prepared for the amount of people that you may wind up having in there? Of course, in that cellar, do you have food and water for? The human beings. Like I said, there's no guarantee that you go down in that cellar and 30 minutes later you're coming back out. As a kid growing up in southwest Oklahoma, I promise you, I have spent plenty of nights in a cellar on a folding camp cot because Mother Nature was relentless and did not want to let up anytime soon. So to a degree, it was an adventure as a child, as a parent and an adult. It's not necessarily an adventure anymore. It's a Necessity. It's a a thing to be prepared for just in case. If you have children that go with you, depending upon their age, do you have coloring books and crayons? Do you have anything, board games at all, anything at all, that would help keep them occupied and keep their mind off the storm? Yet again, like I said, as a child, they may find the storm fascinating, and this is an adventure. Uh, Other kids may not find that adventurous at all, and keeping them distracted and entertained would probably do you a lot of good. At least give you a peace of mind knowing that they're not sitting there dwelling on the fact that there could be a tornado outside. Next item on the list: place for elderly supplies like meds or an O2 tank. And while that may sound silly, because none of us expect to be in a cellar long enough to miss a dose of medicine, what about somebody that may have emphysema, COPD, somebody that requires an O2 tank? And I'm not talking about the kind you plug in that creates the oxygen. I'm talking about an oxygen bottle, a small, portable oxygen bottle that may last a few hours that can be down there. And don't forget your non rebreather mask you're going to have to add Whatever their supply is, you need to make sure that you have that either in the cellar already or readily accessible to go in the cellar. Maybe that person has a portable bottle they carry with them when they go grocery shopping. There you go. Take that with you, make sure it's full. If it's not full, take an extra bottle with you. O2 tanks are not that heavy for medical grade. They're very small, very portable, very, very easy to get out from underneath your feet. Next item on the list, blankets. Storm cellars that are underground are predominantly cooler in temperature than the above ground model. And that's easy to understand. The old root cellars of days gone by kept vegetables longer than putting them on your kitchen cabinet, reason being the cooler temperatures slowed down the bacteria growth, so on, so on, so on. Uh, moral of the story being the cellar is going to be cooler in temperature than the outside air. Is everybody that's going to be down there going to be warm enough? I'm not saying it's going to be like walking into a freezer. I don't anticipate that. But my wife, perfect example, if you show my wife a picture of an ice cube, she'll shiver. She gets cold real, real easy. So, keeping a blanket in the cellar would be a very smart thing for us. Now, the next item on the list is mildly controversial. A lot of you people are going to turn your nose and go, ew. But you need to think about this. Do you have a makeshift toilet down there? Be it a five gallon bucket and a lid with some sawdust. If you're down there for a while and little Johnny's got to go, I don't think you want to send little Johnny outside to go pee on a tree. So, makeshift one it truly is that simple five gallon bucket with a lid go buy you some pet bedding like wood shavings whatever you can get that at woods tractor supply stuff that's made for like rabbits chickens so forth and just keep a small bag of that down there with you by small bag i mean it's probably 10 or 15 pounds they have to you'll put a layer in the bottom of the bucket to begin with an inch or so deep after they use the bathroom you can sprinkle some more of the sawdust on top of it or wood shavings on top of it Put the lid back on it. That'll help control odor. And then when the emergency is over and you get to come out, you can go dispose of its contents accordingly and life goes on. Like I keep saying, keep in mind you could be in your shelter for extended periods of time. So food and water, blankets, seating, uh, makeshift toilet. You've got to be prepared for, if you're lucky you're down there for half an hour or so, come back out, storms storm's gone, you're good to go. Worst case scenario, you're down there all night and part of the next day. So be prepared for that. Try to, try to make sure that once you close that cellar door you don't have to open it for anything else and, oh, I wish I would have remembered such and such. Such and such needs to be in there with you already. Alright, now for those of us who do not have storm cellars, above ground, below ground, either way, if your plan is to go somewhere else for severe weather, how long will it take you to get there? Is it the neighbor's yard because they have a cellar? Maybe you're the person that got invited to go to a storm cellar because you don't have one. Uh, if, if it takes just walking across the neighbor's yard to get there, great. Everything you need to take with you, the chairs, the blankets, the mm-hmm. snacks for the kids, so on, and so on, are you able to transport it as you go? Or do you need to talk to your neighbor and say, hey, do you mind if I store a few things down there just in case? More than likely, if your neighbor's invited you to come use their cellar, their storm cellar in the event of severe weather, they are not going to care if you put grandma's O2 bottle down there and a blanket or two and maybe some bottled water and some snacks. I doubt seriously they really going to care if they invited you. They anticipate you coming, they probably anticipate you having some supplies with you. If you have to go far enough that you need to drive, and this, once again, from my childhood, we didn't have a storm cellar where I lived at when we grew up, but my uncle did, and he lived, I would say, probably half a mile away, if that, maybe half a mile, but we got in the car many, many, many nights, and we were told to grab our pillows, or blankets, and back then, of course, bottled water wasn't a thing, so we just kind of, toughed it up, and we did without until it was time to come out of the cellar. Uh, Bottled water is so readily available now, I would not leave home without one with me. And It's just common sense and good planning to have some form of bottled water with you. But if you have to drive anywhere to go to to your cellar, or maybe you're not going to a cellar at all, maybe you're going to try to outrun or outmaneuver the storm, and that may be the only option you have there are plenty of people out there that do not have storm tellers and sadly don't have any place they can go. So their only option is to get in the vehicle and outrun the tornado, outmaneuver it. And while that may sound stupid, and I know it does because it just sounds stupid to me hearing myself say it, if your options are to stay in your home and you're in direct path of the tornado, but you've got 20 minutes or so, if you're lucky, You'll have that much of a warning, and I do mean very lucky to have that much of a warning. If you've got just enough time to get in your car and get on the road and get moving. If the storm, for example, if the tornado's on the ground and it's traveling due north, highly unlikely, but we're going to use that for an example. And you're at a crossroad where you can continue north, go east, go west, whatever, sure as hell, <clears throat> excuse me, sure as hell, do not try to stay in front of it. Make a right turn. As dumb as that sounds, you've got a 50-50 chance it won't follow you. Tornadoes are not intelligent. They do not follow people. While many people think that they have been followed by a tornado, that's the way Mother Nature works. So if you're going to be using a vehicle to escape, for lack of a better term, do you have it fueled up and ready to go, and are your emergency supplies already in there? back to grandma's oxygen bottle, the stacks and bottled water, the coloring book, so on and so on. While I doubt seriously little Johnny's going to be sitting in the backseat coloring while you're basically pulling your best rendition of Mario and Gretti, if you're going to be gone from the house for any, any length of time, then you probably will want to have some of that stuff. with Definitely the medical supplies, the food and water, the blankets, so on and so on. And I've preached it before. I'm going to preach it again please never let your fuel tank get below half a tank. Because when a tornado is coming, it's not time to think, oh, I need to pull over and top off my tank. Nope. You better get your button gear, better get going. You better get out of there. Storm season does not care who you are, where you come from, what race you are, what your political affiliation is. It just simply doesn't care. So you have to be smarter and faster than the storm that's approaching. Sadly, that applies to many aspects of life, not just storms. Do you have an alternate plan just in case? Now this one I'm going to try to be not too overly sensitive, not too underly sensitive. This message would be more for the elderly folks that maybe can't get out so easily. Maybe they're, they have to use a walker or a cane, uh, a wheelchair. There, there are plenty of Hard-working American men and women out there that have moved into their golden years and retired. And with that will come aches and pains, rickety bones, uh, a slower pace than what most 20-year-olds can keep. I understand that, and I respect you immensely for, for living your life the way you feel that you had to, which led to all these aches and pains. That means you got up and you did something. But do you have an alternate plan if trying to outrun or outmaneuver the tornado is not an option for you. Do you have somebody that plans to come and get you in the event of a storm and get you out of there? These are all things to consider before the weather turns to total crap on us. And right now it is February 21st, 2023 in the year of our Lord. It's four o'clock in the afternoon and we've already got a storm brewing outside. Uh, Right now it's mostly clouds, some wind, the humidity is just right. This storm is supposed to be coming out of the northwest, supposed to be here tonight. But, like I said, Mother Nature, she doesn't care who, she doesn't care about your timeline either. Whether you're ready or not, she's going to do what she's going to do when she wants to do it. So, there are many other aspects of being prepared for storm season. I've only highlighted some of the ones I felt were very important. There are many, many other aspects of being prepared for storm season. And, of course, this is all going to depend upon individual needs. My individual needs may not be the same as your individual needs. So you make concessions and you plan accordingly, according to you, not according to me. You have to tailor your plan around your family, your lifestyle, your location, so on and so on. And as I say with storm season, ultimately I'm talking to everybody. That either you live near an active volcano, you have to worry about hurricanes, tsunamis, earthquakes, the list goes on and on for natural disasters that we as human beings cannot control. And since we can't control the situation, we need to outsmart the situation. Think about your list, think about your preps, think about all the steps you need to take to get ready. If you're already listening to this podcast and you've already went through your checklist and thought, yep, I got everything done, I've even got this, this, and that done that that moron Tom didn't mention, hey, good for you. If you're on top of things, great. But also understand how busy life gets. And with all the chaos and confusion that's on social media and the news outlets and all the propaganda that's going right, around right now about stupid crap that nobody cares about or trying to hide the stuff that we need to know about. It's easy to overlook things like your preps. Take time out. It won't take you 10 minutes to write up a list of things to keep you ready to stay ahead of storm season. You've got some time to get that done. Try to hurry and get your weather century radio. If you don't have one, you can find those on Amazon all day long. They're not very expensive, and they are worth their weight in gold. And I live right smack in the middle of Tornado Alley. I know what I'm talking about. So if you don't have one, please consider investing in one. You'll be glad you did. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.